Do you smell that? <laughs> That's the smell of love in the air. Oh, yeah. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. And if you're one of the lucky people who have found that special someone to Naruto run through life with, then this episode is for you. Hello, everyone. My name is Tiffany, and I'd like to welcome you to the Elevated Otaku Podcast, where we talk about how to improve your life, nurture your relationships, and how to become the number one hero. But today, we're talking about romance. That's right. Allow me to be your wingman this Valentine's Day with some otaku-approved date ideas that are way more fun than sitting in a crowded cheesecake factory. And with recommendations of five romance anime that are so sweet, so saucy, and so swoon-worthy that they could melt even light Yagami's cold, dead heart. And there's no need to worry about emotional blue balls because every anime I'm recommending to you actually has a definitive conclusion. No waiting 24 episodes for a handhold that never comes. But before we get into all of that, let's spin the wheel of listener-submitted questions, shall we? And the question of the day comes from... No, seriously, that's, that's how they spelled it. They ask... What is your most unpopular anime opinion? Oh, so y'all are trying to get me canceled before I even really get started, huh? Okay, I'll bite. Though, I think that my most controversial anime opinion may actually be a little outdated now. But when this show first came out, people wanted to burn me at the stake over my opinion about it. <sighs> okay, here it goes. I think... That Shao Tucker did nothing wrong. <gasps> JK, JK, I'm, so, I'm just joking. Don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. I'm not that much of a monster. But my real opinion is that Kill La Kill was highly overrated and borderline unwatchable. The animation was weird and shitty, and I hated all of the characters, and I could not make it through more than a few episodes, even though I tried several times. I gave that show a valid shot. And maybe it's just one of those shows that gets better the further in you get, but nothing about that show made me want to waste any more time watching it than I had to. I have no idea why people were acting like it was some revolutionary anime. It was just a mean little girl with a revolutionary front wedgie. Fight me. Do you agree? Do you disagree? What's your most unpopular anime opinion? Go to the Elevated Otaku Twitter page and let me know. Maybe I'll even read some of your submissions on the next episode. All right, let's kick off this week's episode with our first anime recommendation. Just like any good relationship, it's important to have a solid foundation of mutual respect and support for each other. And that's why Snow White with the red hair is first on our list. In my humble opinion, this show has one of the least problematic couples I have ever seen in an anime. Here's a synopsis. This show is about a woman named Shiryuki who works in a small apothecary making medicinal herbs for the local townspeople. She's super sweet, very smart, and also has bright red hair, which apparently is like the rarest thing on the planet in this world because everyone is trying to get their hands on it. And because of her luscious lady locks, she attracts the attention of an arrogant prince who commands that she become one of his concubines. 
Of course, Shiryoki is like, fuck that. And in a total bad bitch move, she cuts off her hair, leaves it and a note, essentially telling the creepy prince to get lost. And she runs away to start a new life in a nearby kingdom. On the way, she runs into Zen Wisteria, who just so happens to be my husbando. And due to some freaking cute circumstances involving a poison apple, she gets invited back to Zen's kingdom to be an apprentice at the palace apothecary. The reason why I say that this show has one of the least problematic couples is because Zen and Shiryuki have so much respect for each other. She's not trying to ride his coattails or use the connections that he has to work her way up the social ladder. That girl busts her ass to achieve her goals and to be closer to Zen. And he doesn't pull the, I big strong man, you little girl who needs saving, shtick, when that pretty red hair of hers inevitably gets her into trouble. Zen is always there for her when she needs him, but he has so much faith in her competency that he doesn't ever assume that she needs him. They communicate well. They are always there for each other emotionally and physically, even when the world tries to tear them apart. And they are just super adorable. Hashtag couple goals. Not to mention that all of the main characters and side characters in the show are likable and fun to watch. Across the board, it's just a really good series that makes you want to pull your lover in close and let them know that you'll always be there for them. And speaking of your lover, the first date idea that I have for you is to cook together. Okay, I know this one sounds a little cliche, but it can actually be really fun, especially if you throw in a dash of otaku into the mix. I know you've been there before. You're minding your business, watching Howl's Moving Castle, or Yuri on Ice, or Naruto, when one of the characters orders some food that looks way more delicious than any 2D food has any business looking. Meanwhile, you're eating half-frozen pizza rolls off of your chest like an otter. Not this year, friend, because there are so many anime recipes and how-to videos online that I'm sure that you can find that dish that you've always fantasized about trying and actually make it happen. For me, it's a rice omelet. The one that's essentially fried rice with a, um, okay, so I can't think of a more appetizing way to describe this, but it's like a fried egg in the shape of a water balloon. (laughs) And they lay it on top of the rice and then they split it down the middle so that it runs like the most delicious lava all the way down the rice. I probably should have eaten before I recorded this. Anyway, just picture it. You're whisking the eggs while they're stirring the broth, and then you both reach over at the same time for the salt when your hands meet. Whether it's a dish from a Miyazaki film, Isakai Isakaya, or Food Wars, I promise you that you and your Valentine can have a great time whipping up something yummy together. And we all know what happens when the food is extra yummy in Food Wars. Okay, the next lovey-dovey anime recommendation that I have for you is a little different than the first in a few different ways. But it still has its cute and admittedly ridiculous moments. Have you ever heard of a little show called Maid-sama? This show is definitely more comedic than Snow White with the red hair. It's about a poor high school girl named Misaki who is the student council president at an all-boys high school that recently became co-ed. 
as you can imagine, she has to be super tough to keep a bunch of dudes in line after they've had free reign of the school for so long. To say that she rules with an iron fist is an understatement. She is definitely giving off some major girl boss vibes. Well, because Misaki's family isn't particularly well off, she works a part-time job at a maid cafe where she has to be super sweet and doting and submissive. Totally not like our girl. And because this is so opposite of her personality, she keeps her job a secret from everyone at school. She can't go messing up her street cred. Well, of course, she ends up getting found out by none other than the most popular guy in school, because isn't that how it always goes, named Usui. Instead of just letting this woman live her life, Usui decides to choose violence and blackmail her into being his maid in exchange for keeping her secret. Kind of a douchey move, but hey, we gotta inject some conflict somehow. Cue the will-they-won't-they, do-they-don't-they shenanigans. This show is full of close calls, hasty outfit changes, and characters who completely miss romantic signals. But I promise you that it all pays off in the end, and it's a fun ride along the way. If you can ignore a couple cringy Usui moments, let's just say that some stuff didn't quite age well, but it's still one of my favorite romance anime. So on the list it goes. My next date idea is less of a specific activity and more of a catalog of activities. Let me explain. There is an app that I just recently discovered last year called The Nudge, and I've been digging it quite a bit so far. Granted, I think it's currently only active in a handful of cities now, but if you happen to live in one of those cities, I definitely recommend it or recommend that you keep an eye out for it just in case it does come to your city. Okay, so what is The Nudge? It's an app that'll text you curated ideas of things to do throughout the week, almost like a choose-your-own-adventure goosebumps book. So far from my experience, after you sign up, you'll get a text once or twice a week asking you to pick things like what mood you're in, how much money you're wanting to spend, or if you're wanting to travel or stay close to home. And depending on what you choose, they'll send you a full itinerary for an outing or an ooting if you're on your forager. The last nudge suggestion that I got took us to a really cool hiking spot in a small town that had some hidden waterfalls, followed by lunch at a really good local restaurant nearby and finished with a cute little antique shop. It's also suggested different happy hour events, museum specials, and a bunch of other random cool stuff. So, my suggestion is to sign up now so that you can start collecting some really fun date ideas. And it's totally free, so you don't have to worry about this being sponsored. I'm nowhere near a big enough podcast to be raking in that The Nudge money yet. Moving on to our next anime recommendation. Because Maid Sama is a little bit more on the sketchy side sometimes, we're going to follow it up with a show that is the epitome of wholesome and adorable. If you're already deep in these romance anime streets, I'm sure you've already heard of Kimi ni Todoke. But just in case you haven't, Kimi ni Todoke is about a girl named Sawako who was a shy, misunderstood outcast in her high school. Mainly because her name is so close to the name of the demon girl from the ring, Sadako. And it doesn't help that she has long black hair and pale skin. So naturally, being high school kids, they make fun of her. They say that she can see ghosts, that she's cursed, 
and all the other fun stuff that ostracizes a shy girl who just wants to be accepted. But then she meets Kazahaya, a popular boy in her class that actually takes the time to get to know her. And in a very Comey-can't-communicate kind of way, he helps her to come out of her shell and her classmates start to warm up to her. And like I said in the beginning of this podcast, this show definitely rewards your patience as you watch these two slowly start to discover themselves and unravel the feelings of falling in love. It's so motherfucking cute that I have literally screamed at my TV like I'm watching a football playoff game when something sweet is about to happen. Matter of fact, I may just go watch it again soon. There's a scene where Kazuhaya's brother tells Sawako a special way to thank him for being so nice to her. It sounds, it sounds sketchy when I say it, but it's so wholesome and adorable. And I was literally standing up screaming at my TV when it happened. And it's just so cute. Watch it. It's, it's just adorable. Okay, our next date idea is what I'm going to call the long con. This pretty much involves you taking a string of sweet little gestures and doling them out over time until they lead to a grand gesture on the big day. I can even give you a practical example from yours truly, which is either super sweet or kind of cringy, depending on how you look at it. Hit me up on Twitter or Instagram to let me know how you would have reacted to it. Okay, so several years ago, I was dating a guy that I was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs over, and I wanted to do something special for him. So every time he would come over to visit me at my place, I would find a way to sneak out and set a little gift on his car's windshield. And I would always leave a note saying that it was from a secret admirer. And because I'm super extra, my notes were always a little bit over the top. And in hindsight, potentially borderline creepy, but you feel free to adjust your method as you see fit. Anyway, my notes would say something along the lines of, I saw you from afar and thought you were so handsome, so I got you this. And it would be a keychain of his favorite video game character. Or the next time he'd come by, I'd sneak out and leave a note that said something like, Oh, how I wish we could meet, but I'm too shy to introduce myself. So here's this instead. And it was a box set of his favorite fantasy novel trilogy. I left him gifts for a couple weeks, maybe like four or five gifts in total, and with each gift being increasingly more personal to his likes and interests so that it would be super obvious that it was me. Like, we would have just had a conversation the night before about his favorite anime character, and then, oh dear, his secret admirer got him a figurine of that character. Eventually, I left a note in his car that said, I simply can't take it anymore. I have to meet you. Come to, insert address, so I can finally tell you how I feel. Cut to me in a slinky red dress and stiletto heels, speeding across town to get to a gazebo in this adorable little park by a lake before sunset so that I could set up a table with candles and music and his favorite dish and desserts. Unfortunately, this dude was so innocent and maybe a little too gullible that when he saw the note and the address, he called me in a panic and interrogated me so hard that he made me spill the beans. Like y'all, he was legitimately terrified that some strange woman who happened to live in my apartment complex and happened to know his favorite colors, characters, and authors was trying to make a move on him. <sighs> I admit all of that to say this. If you do it right, 
the long con method is a super sweet way to spice up a romantic gesture. Are you planning on proposing? Don't just give them the ring. Make it a scavenger hunt featuring all of your favorite places or memorable date spots. Want to tell them that you love them for the first time? Leave sticky notes about everything that you love about them in their shoe, their car, their gym bag. Romance should be fun and personalized so that your lover truly feels special. All right, here's another spicy anime recommendation for you. This time, we're visiting the taboo grounds of BL. If you like music and forbidden romance, you should try giving Given a shot. Given is about a high school boy named Sato who is working through a very sad loss in his life, armed with a sunny smile and a guitar that he has no idea how to play. He's sitting in the school stairwell when Oinoyama walks down and sees him. Being a musician himself, Oinoyama comments at how rusted and out of tune Sato's guitar strings are. He takes the guitar and tunes it, then does a test strum to make sure everything's good to go. After watching all of this, Sato is entranced and begs Oinoyama to teach him how to play. Oinoyama refuses. But Sato keeps pushing and trying to convince him, and just as Oinoyama is about to write him off, Sato sings for him. And his voice is so beautiful that Oinoyama decides to introduce him to his bandmates and try to convince them to let Sato join. They agree, but quickly find out that Sato has less than zero musical knowledge, and thus begins the journey of Oinoyama becoming Sato's musical mentor and eventual lover. My favorite thing about this show is that there are so many heart-wrenching moments, both between the main character and the other band members. One character is struggling with grief, while another struggles with understanding his sexuality, while another is fighting to keep feelings that he can't act on under wraps so that the band doesn't fall apart. In the end, it all works out, and not only do they create a great song together, they also create really great relationships. The last Valentine's Day date idea and the last romance anime recommendation kind of go hand in hand. Now, I'm not speaking for all of us otakus and weebs when I say this, but for some of us, the idea of putting on pants and fighting the performative Valentine's Day restaurant crowds to get a seat in an overbooked restaurant to pay for overpriced food sounds like hell on earth. I, for one, would much rather raid the stores for chocolate-covered strawberries and ice cream, order my favorite food, to go, and curl up on the couch underneath a warm blanket and feed those chocolate-covered strawberries to my darling while we watch a new anime together. And that's it. People put so much unnecessary weight on Valentine's Day that... We think we're supposed to shell out a ton of money and be super extravagant to show our partner that we care. But in all honesty, if you're doing your job as a significant other right, you should be reminding your partner that you care about them throughout the year, not just waiting for a corporate holiday to tell you to do so. So instead of succumbing to the social pressures, just relax and enjoy each other's undivided attention and company. Write down a list of several restaurants that you've been wanting to try and pull one from a hat and place an order. Then do the same thing for an anime series that you've both been wanting to watch. If you want to make it more fun, you can play a game of your choice to decide who gets to pick what. 
I have always personally been a fan of settling decisions with a game of Mario Kart myself. And if you don't want to commit to watching a full season of a show just to get to the mushy-gushy parts, my recommendation for you is to try a movie. Specifically, my favorite anime movie, Your Name. If you somehow haven't already seen this one, then I'm sure you've at least heard of it. The animation and the soundtrack are fucking gorgeous, and the story is somehow cute, comedic, heartbreaking, and heartwarming all at the same time. Your Name is about Mitsuha, a girl from a small country town who has dreams of living in the big city, and Taki, a boy from Tokyo, who is working while going to school with hopes of becoming an architect in the future. One day, they both have a dream that they've switched bodies with each other and have to live out a day in each other's shoes. But weirdly enough, these dreams keep happening. Is it all just a dream? Or is something else going on? In order to figure it out, they leave each other notes for whenever the phenomenon happens again. I won't give anything else away, but I will say that when I saw this movie in theaters, I wasn't the only one bawling my eyes out at the climax. There's this one scene with a Sharpie. Ugh, you will know what I mean when you see it. I think I literally yelped at the screen when it happened. And to this day, there are still several songs from that movie that are on a regular rotation on my Spotify playlist. So if you're looking to cuddle up with your darling and watch something that will make you laugh, cry, and hold each other closer, this one is the one for you. All right, everyone, that's our episode. And this is coming out early enough to give you plenty of time to plan something sweet for that special nerd in your life. And if you're single this Valentine's Day, don't worry, because I may just have a little bit of bonus material coming for you soon. Until then, follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Elevated Otaku and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. Catch you next time.